You're listening to the Laundromat Resource Podcast, the show by laundromat owners for laundromat owners. What's up, guys? This is Jordan Barry from TheLaundromatResource.com and The Laundromat Resource Podcast. This is show number 10, and I am, like, I'm so excited today. Uh, not only did we fill up two hands with this episode, show number 10, um, last week, if you listened to last week's episode, first of all, if you haven't, go listen to last week's because Ross's story was incredible. Um, it's, it's, I mean... You guys have just really loved that episode. In fact, you loved it so much that last episode, we celebrated a thousand downloads together. That was amazing. This week, we're going to celebrate 1,500 downloads. I can't believe it happened that fast, but uh, man, thank you guys for tuning in, for listening to these. Um, you're just your fellow laundromat owners who are sharing their stories, sharing their wisdom, sharing their experience. Um, share their stories with other people if you haven't yet. So, man, uh, awesome big celebration again 1500 downloads celebrated a thousand last week it's just rolling and and i you know it's it's you guys so thank you guys um for that support and we're glad you're here and today we're going to reward you uh with an interview with luke williford and luke and his family own i think 37 laundromats you heard that right 37 laundromats and i mean if you're someone who either has a laundromat or wants to get into the laundromat business and you want to succeed. I mean, Luke's the guy I talked to. He has the 37 of them. They're just killing it. And uh, he's sharing his story. And all throughout this whole uh, interview, he is just infusing it with um, ways to help you succeed. So you do not miss it. Um, and in fact, I want to keep this beginning part really short. I want to mention one thing uh, from the forums real quick. Uh, Mitch, who's came over from Bigger Pockets, uh, posted in our commercial real estate forum. And I thought some of you guys might be able to help Mitch out, um, kind of sort this deal out. He has a deal that he's looking at. It's a commercial real estate deal and the owner selling the the real estate and also the laundromat that the owner operates. And then there's three other units, I think a couple of apartments and a Pilates studio. Um, but the way that the owner has run the finances kind of has made a mess and he needs help kind of untangling that. And I thought some of you guys might be able to hit, help Mitch out. So head over to the forums, laundromatresource.com slash forums and help Mitch out in the commercial real estate forum, help him with this deal. Um, and you know, I just want to challenge you again, uh, right now or after this episode, uh, head over there, laundromatresource.com slash forums, help Mitch out. But Ask a question and answer a question. Help help each other. I really think that the 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 real success is going to happen for all of us when we're helping each other out and we're helping each other succeed. And the forums is a great way to do that. So head over there, laundromatresource.com/forums. I'll put a link in the descriptions and in the show notes. And in fact, if you want to see the show notes with links to everything that we talk about today in this podcast, including ways to get a hold of Luke at the end, which you're going to want to do by the end of this thing cuz he's it, he's just an awesome guy, not only super savvy in the in the industry, but also just a genuine uh awesome guy. Um you're going to love him. 
So uh, his contact information will be in the show notes. If you want to check all of those out, head over to laundromatresource.com slash show 10, laundromatresource.com slash show 10, and check all of those out. And and that's it. Before we head into uh, our interview with Luke, let's do a quick message. In today's world, if your laundromat is not online, you're losing business. Customers increasingly decide who to trust with their laundry by the quality of your web presence. But creating a professional logo and website that instills trust in potential customers and can be found on page one of Google can be difficult to create on your own and expensive to purchase through a traditional marketing company. As part of our mission to help laundromat owners succeed and find financial freedom through laundromat ownership, we are launching our done for you marketing service tailored specifically for laundromats. After ranking number one on Google with our own laundromat website and consulting with many others to help them do the same, we guarantee that we can build you a professional website that ranks on page one of Google within six months. Our joint expertise in the laundry industry and over 15 combined years in website design and online marketing allow us to offer affordable, transparent pricing for a high quality web presence for your laundromats. You invest so much into providing your customers a quality laundry experience. Don't let anyone miss out on what you have to offer simply because they can't find you online. Let Laundromat Resource Marketing take care of your online presence so you can take care of your customers. Visit laundromatresource.com slash get online today for more information. That's laundromatresource.com slash get online or click on the link in the description. All right. Take advantage of that uh, marketing service that we have because we know laundromats and we know web design and we know marketing. So uh, take advantage of that because we're trying to do it as as inexpensively as possible because our goal is to help laundromat owners succeed. So at least go check it out if that's something that you're needing or going to need in, in the near future. And uh, yeah, take advantage of that. All right. Let's let's jump into it with Luke. All right, we're here with Luke. Luke, thank you for being on the podcast, man. How are you doing? Doing great. Glad to be with you, Jordan. Hey, I am super glad that you're here. I'm I'm so excited because I've been uh, I've been kind of stalking you on Instagram a little bit. Uh, I follow you through the Laundromat Resource Instagram, and you are doing some crazy stuff. So I can't really I can't wait to hear all about what you're doing. And um, but before we get into that. Just tell us a little bit about you. Who are you and, and how'd you get in the laundromat industry and give us a little background on you. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm just glad to be here. I love the industry and I love people. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a believer and I am a husband and father. Um, so those are my biggest duties. Uh, and then uh, I, I do laundromats. So uh, whatever it takes. Um, That's I an understatement, by the way. That you yeah. do laundromats. <laughs> <laughs> we really, you know, it's. Uh, I was born into this industry, so I feel like I've been picking up dryer sheets ever since I was born, um, and grew up in the industry. Um, I'm a third generation uh, owner operator, and I love operations. Um, and I've got it, kind of what's got us, um, what's helped me uh, to distinguish myself is is really. Uh, not any any special uh, knowledge, but ra- r- rather my work ethic. I've kind of brought my uh, work ethic that helped me excel in uh, collegiate sports, uh, kind of to the laundry business, and uh, and I work alongside my brother, 
brother-in-laws and my father. And that's just uh, such a blessing to do. And, uh, and we've got an awesome team. So um, a lot of times you'll see me on the, on the uh, Instagram or on our, on our uh, Facebook because I do a lot of the marketing. Uh, but our team of, uh, of staff just, I mean, they really make it happen. And I owed a lot of credit uh, for our success. So That's yeah, awesome. Man. What did you play in college? What sport? Uh, football and baseball at a small school uh, division three program uh, here in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, North Carolina Wesleyan College. Uh, played football and baseball there, and oh. uh, got a degree in business, and uh, and yeah, and and got into the laundry uh, industry. Uh, father hired me and uh, took that opportunity, kind of grabbed it by the horns, and and have really ran with it. Um, very thankful <laughs> for that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely ran with it. Dual sport athlete. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. We'll have to, uh, you know, get together sometime and hit each other or something. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now I play golf. Uh, that's kind of, kind of, uh, what I use to fill that void because there's not many pickup football games. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Uh, not, not too many out there. I'm kind of interested actually, because, okay. So my family is, uh, from Tennessee and I live in California now, but when I start talking with them, I slowly develop a thicker and thicker accent. So I'm wondering if, because I'm talking to you, my accent's going to get thicker by the end of this thing. Kind of like... <laughs> All right. So, so you have grown up in the laundromat industry. You love the laundromat industry and you said you kind of took it and ran with it. That's an understatement and we'll get there. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about, how your experience of it, like how, how have you liked it? What do you, you, you mentioned you like the operation side of it. Is there anything in particular that you like about the operation side of it or the industry as a whole? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I love that every day is different. Some people like to do the same thing over and over. I like, I like every day to be kind of a new challenge. Um, I'm a problem solver by nature and, um, I really love uh, flipping laundries. Um, we've really grown uh, through acquisition. We can get into that later. Uh, but we've taken, um, you know, a lot of, of, of zombie mats, as uh, my friend Brian Grell uh, trademarked it, uh, and, and really poured into those and, and uh, taken something that, um, you know, was a fixer-upper and, and reinvested in it. And the customers are always so appreciative. Um, so I love that side of taking something um, and and renovating it and turning it into a the wash house laundromat and uh, just seeing the the uh, results it has, but more importantly than the financial results, uh, just the smiles on on customers' faces and the community just being appreciative of of you investing uh, back into their community um, and and really. Um, the numbers take care of themselves. I love the free events we do um, and, and marketing on a regular basis. Um, I, I love engaging with people like you, Jordan, and, and others throughout the industry. I could name a bunch, but I'd miss somebody. Um, and, and yeah, I play uh, chief operating officer uh, in our company. Uh, we really don't do titles a whole lot, but, uh, I'm kind of on the operations side. My brother, uh, serves as, as our, uh, CEO, CFO, uh, on the financial side. So that really allows me to get outside the office and be in the stores on a regular 
basis. And, um, and I'm his biggest fan. His name's Lee. A lot of y'all listening probably know him. Um, and he, he's my biggest fan. So, uh, working together with him is, is, is a lot of fun. Um, and, and we're best friends too. So, so that makes it fun. Also working with my brother-in-law's Josh and justice, um, who, who it's just fun, fun to work together and, and grow something. And, uh, and yeah, just, just a lot of fun. I love growth. Um, so, um, I think that's one of the things that that's helped us to not stay stagnant, um, you know, to, to continue to grow and grow. Um, and almost too much, uh, is definitely, uh, uh, my mom and her brother would say sometimes, but, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I love every day. I do, uh, most of the hiring, uh, in our company. Uh, so I'm dealing with our staff and, uh, and, and that's just such an important part. I'm sure those listening understand, uh, finding and retaining, uh, good help. Uh, we call our store attendants, we call them, uh, store managers. Um, so finding good quality store managers is an important part of, of, of my role. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been fun to, to see that grow. Um, you know, number of people grow, number of units grow, number of the amount of customers grow, the geography we're covering has grown some. So, so yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple, couple of things that kind of just out of that, uh, what you just said there, I, I don't know if we can go off script just a tiny bit, but we had, um, someone in our forums, uh, this week who asked a question that maybe you might be able to, uh, lend some advice to actually, because, you know, you talk about flipping some of these zombie mats and, uh, and doing that. So he, he was wondering, how do you know if it's worth investing in new machines in your, in your laundromat? How do you, is there like a way that you determine that there's a lot of factors jordan um and really at this point we've done it quite a bit so so we go to the property and we pray about it we we fill our gut we try to not lie to ourselves um and uh and it's kind of like hiring when you, when you uh hire a new person whether you're going to decide to to invest in that person uh you kind of want to be very honest up front um, and so you don't have something the same with, uh, with, uh, evaluating a new, uh, business that's for sale. First, you have to see what they have for sale. Most of the time that is just the assets of the old equipment, mm -hmm. uh, which typically, uh, are, are going to have to be, uh, liquidated for a, uh, small amount of the value they're probably putting on it. Mm -hmm. But what I'm buying when I go into a new space is, uh, I'm eliminating a competitor. Uh, in that market. I'm also uh, buying the upfitting and the tap fees that I'll avoid by uh, building out a new store. And I'm getting that existing uh, revenue, existing customer base. Although if it stays that base, you're probably not going to uh, be able to invest the, the money in new machines and, and renovating the place. However, we found that uh, typically, uh, you can take that base and grow it, uh, uh, by, by quite significantly, uh, through marketing and, and remodeling and just drawing, drawing people in, uh, who may have not been using a laundry or who may have been, uh, going to another laundry. Uh, typically we do not, uh, look at the competition outside of a mile away. Um, typically, um, um, 
and and most competitors, it's got to be at least 1,500 square foot uh, and probably a 40 machine count for us to even really. So there's those variables of competition. You do have to play into it. Um, But at the end of the day, the people have to be there. So we don't want to throw a party and nobody come. Uh, (laughs) You may have done that or may have attended a party and you were the only one who showed up. That's the last thing um, we want to do. And that's the last thing the listeners want to do, especially that person evaluating their first store. Um, You know, do your research, um, you know, uh, listen to the Laundromat Resource Podcast, listen to uh, American Coin, listen to uh, uh, CLA, get Planet Laundry, get American Coin Op, get all those resources and uh, and uh, yeah, take that advice and and. Uh, do the best you can. Go to the site. Go in every laundromat you can go in, so you know the business you're getting into. If you're not a people person, uh, it's it's probably not the business for you. I know Jordan, you you shared in in previous podcasts that you've talked a few people out of getting in this industry. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, I'd much rather uh, talk someone out of getting in this industry uh, than talk someone into it after they and then they want to get out after. Uh, after they've invested, you know, quarter million, half million, million dollars uh, into something. Um, but one other thing uh, is the uh, rent rate. So, um, you know, and these are all things that your uh, local distributor uh, will be able to help you with. But the rent ratio uh, needs to be about 50 percent, at least in our market. Uh, we typically like to see uh, as many people in a one, two and three mile radius as possible. Um, we do have uh, stores in a rural market where the population is, you know, 2,500 to 8,000 people. And that's really where my uh, father started in those rural markets. And their competition is a little bit more important because you can't have four stores in a town with, you know, 4,000 people. Um, but in, in bigger cities, you know, they're, they'll drive past a few other laundries if you make it nice. Um, but yeah, I know I kind of ran on there, but uh, hey, just, man. Just, if you're going to buy a store that you know needs renovating, um, you know, you're most likely not just going to be able to put uh, a little lipstick and makeup on it. If the equipment's over 15 years old, uh, then then you need to plan to reinvest in the equipment. But don't just reinvest in the equipment. Reinvest in the business. Uh, put time, energy into that business. Um, because the equipment is a big piece of the puzzle, but it's just one portion. Uh, you know, you want to care for your customers, uh, give them an excellent customer service, customer experience, and they'll come back, um, you know, and they'll tell their friends. Uh, your existing customer base is always your biggest marketing tool because they all have a cell phone now, and, and they're sharing things on Facebook. They're sharing, uh, you know, they're calling their friends, letting them know, sending pictures, um, you know, so, yep. Well, that was just a big old bucket full of gold right there. You just, <laughs> I don't know about all that, but <laughs> uh, make sure the people are there. Um, and, and then when you make the decision to go, go all out and, uh, and, and, and come on Jordan's podcast and tell about how the numbers changed. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. That was, that was awesome. That was just, you know, so much good wisdom. And I think, you know, I do a ton of coaching calls and and people are always asking questions that you're addressing head on. And, and 
man, I, I think that that's just going to help a ton of people out. Uh, just listening to that segment. So if you're listening right now and you needed to hear that, just rewind that and listen to it all over again, maybe like four times, make it your ringtone or something. So you just hear it all the time. Cause that was just gold. Um, Hey, okay. So, uh, we're going to get into some of the details of your business here in a little bit, but let's, can we just tell people how many laundromats do you own right now? Okay. So, uh, today, uh, me, my father, brother-in-law and, uh, we own and operate 34 stores and we have three under contract. So, uh, so that could be 37 in the next, uh, next few weeks. So, Oh my um, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've grown that and just so thankful my dad or my grandfather and then my dad got into the business. Uh, my father, uh, Marshall, he's my, my role model and, uh, hero. And, uh, he's just been a huge advocate for the industry over, over uh over 45 years now so uh so yeah it's it's uh it's a lot of fun he he is uh still involved and uh and and enjoys it he really loves going around and talking to the people and i think that's that's just the that's the heart of our company and really how we've grown to to that many units and more people um if you you know take care of one good store and uh and and the good Lord will open another opportunity to do that. And we've just seen him go before us really. And, uh, over the last, I think about 10 years, we've got it, grown it from 12 to, uh, to where we are today. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, man. Well, I, yeah, I want to get into that a little bit more, but are, is there, is there maybe like one that stands at like one, like purchase or one, you know, store that, you know, before and after something like that, that just really stands out that you can tell us about. I know there's so many stores, they probably all just blur together, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we'll just take, uh, one that we did, uh, maybe a year ago, we call the laundry basket. We name all the stores either by the street name or what the previous owner called them. Uh, so this one's called the laundry basket is here in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, uh, it's one of those deals where, uh, where we were able to acquire the store. Um, it was, it, it had been ran down. Uh, you know, we had found, uh, through, through our, our experience investigation, it was a coin store that there was multiple silent partners and, uh, that revenue that the owner thought was being generated. It was a little more than that. Um, so actually we, we purchased the store, uh, and we kept the key, keys in the coin boxes the same for about two weeks. And, uh, and revenue was what it was. And I said, no, something doesn't feel right. So, um, you know, we, we've got ways of, of, of seeing how we, uh, you know, if, if quarters are, are going away, if it's a, you know, pool hall or a car wash coming and getting coins or, or if coins are actually being stolen. In this case, we were, we were able to, uh, to change out the coin boxes and, uh, bam, revenue skyrocketed. I was like, wow. This was after the closing on the store. So, um, it was, uh, it was, that was pretty neat. And, and then uh, usually it goes the other way. You find absolutely. out revenue wasn't as high. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so yeah, the, the owner was extremely honest. Um, but they didn't realize that, that, yeah, that was taking place. And, um, we actually, 
kept the existing staff there. It wasn't a staff member uh, who was involved in this. Um, so we actually kept the existing staff. And at that store, they were running free drive because I had stores right around it. And they were, they were trying to compete with, with us because uh, I have two stores within uh, you know, a mile radius of that location. And uh, some listening may say, well, why did you buy that one? Well, you know, again, back to that blurb earlier, if, we, if there's a need for it and we can eliminate a competitor and, uh, and serve more people, because um, we did, we, we're now serving more people because we acquired and renovated that store. Um, but moving forward, my uh, staff member there uh, was having to do free drive, which Brandon and I do not agree on. It was on the podcast earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, Brandon and I always talk talk uh, about the business. And if you didn't hear, Brandon was uh, one of Jordan's interviews uh, prior. Great owner operator. Uh, shout out to you, Brandon. Um, I'll link but, his episode sure. too. So if people want to go listen to it, it was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so they were doing free dry and, uh, the poor attendant was having to run himself ragged, starting the machine with quarters and then emptying the coin box to start it again on Sundays, uh, and whatnot, along with trying to clean and and handle the the problem. So we, we went to charging for dry. We put in our payment system, uh, uh, freedom by interactive payment systems, which is also a company of mine that I'll tell you later more about. Um, but in doing that, we've, we've been able to see uh, sales in this 2,000, small 2,000 square foot store, all new equipment, uh, 22 washer store. Um, we've been able to see, uh, see sales almost uh, 150%, up 150%. So, so that's one. Uh, we actually did, we actually, we can link the uh, YouTube video. I did a YouTube uh, of the before and after of this one. And uh, we'll be able to link that. So I can give you that YouTube uh, video. And it's about an 11-minute video, but it shows you this zombie mat prior. Um, it shows you a little bit of us during installation. We do all our own installations. Uh, so it shows us tearing it out, putting it back in. Uh, we tore all that equipment out and put the new in in about two days. So the staff, that was one that we were able to flip. Typically, Ooh. I like the new truck and the empty truck that's taking the old ones off to show up a, a day apart. So one day we're tearing out, uh, the next day we're loading, then we're putting in the new. And that one just, just flowed pretty pretty seamlessly. And we were, we were able to only close for about, I think it was three days. We closed on Monday and we're open on Thursday afternoon. Um, so that's another thing uh, for people listening. If you acquire a store and you're going to close it for remodel, don't just close for a very long time because uh, people uh, have tendencies and we don't want to break those. If we do, yep. we want it to be a short amount of time as possible. Um, so, yep. Yeah, I've, I found that a, a big part of the laundromat industry actually is habit formation and habit changing, you know, people get into their rhythms, they get into their habits of going to a certain store. So if you're coming in to buy a new store and you want to grow that business, you know, whether it's somebody going to another laundromat or somebody who doesn't use a laundromat currently, you have to figure out ways to incentivize them to change their habits to start coming to your store using your services. So yeah, absolutely. They get out of that habit of going to your store. It can be tough. You know, we all know it's hard to change habits. So, um, absolutely. Did, was it, what was the response when you went from free dry 
to pay dry. Did, did you hear back from customers about that? The staff member really liked it because oh, yeah. <laughs> it's causing confrontation between the staff member and the customer base. And you never want to create tension between your staff and your customer. Right. Also, we weren't, we weren't at that time, they weren't allowing people to just come in and dry clothes. And I do allow that in our business model. Um, so nobody could come in and, and just dry clothes, but people were trying to, you know, uh, come in and do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, of course they were like, what? No free dry. Uh, had a few people pack up and, and, uh, and, and leave. Um, but obviously I told you about the growth in this store. So we're serving more people before, mm-hmm. um, once we got done with the renovation, I think they could understand, uh, and the value that was added. Um, we did go down on a little bit of the, the lowest VIN price washer, um, we, was three dollars when the when the previous owner had it we we took our lowest 20 pound washer to 250 um kind of to accommodate to to kind of accommodate for taking away the free dry um and we run a partially attended model so the free dry is hard to hard to hard to do around the clock yeah yeah well plus you owned all the laundromats around it so go to the other one because we own that one too so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's a few actually around us that still do free dry. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, nobody gives me free gas, or or uh, I can't find anybody to sell me the dryers for free. So yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I understand a lot of people listening have had success, and that's the great thing really about our industry, Jordan. If you put effort into it, uh, you put your resources and your uh, energy behind it you can be successful at this business. You don't have to do it just like me or just like you or, or, or whomever. Um, you know, you can be successful in a whole lot of different ways, which makes it an awesome small business uh, to be in, especially this time through COVID where we've been able to be classified an essential service mm-hmm. uh, throughout the country. Um, so I think more people are going to be looking to get into the business. Um, I'm sure some of those are, are listening. Um, but I think it's a special time in, in uh, just the economics of our country and, and of course, our, our industry as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's been one of the good things that's come out for the laundromat industry during all this debacle is, you know, we, you know, we've always said, you know, everybody needs a place to live, food to eat and clean clothes to wear, you know, but, you know, they were declared officially if, essential businesses. So, well, tell me, okay, you, you have all these stores, you're, you're in charge of operations. Tell me a little bit about what is your typical week look like? What are you doing, you know, as a, an owner who has managing 34, soon to be 37 stores? Ah, it's, it's every week's not quite identical. I'm in, I'm in most of the stores at least once a, once a month. Um, just tech, what I like to call checking the temperature of the store. Um, so I'm looking on the physical side as well as uh, on the uh, how are customers uh, feeling treated? Um, how's my staff doing? I normally will take uh, and, and have a personal conversation with all of my staff as often as possible. Because um, really, we, we treat our team like family. We have a Christmas party that has almost 200 uh, people at it. And uh, and, and we really uh, try to try to have a relation. That's been one of the hardest things for me in scaling is I don't have 
that personal time with each staff member like I did prior. Right. Uh, when I started uh, with the company, I was, uh, I think I had four or five stores and I was a regional manager and, and, and now scaling. I'm just always working on any efficiencies, um, hiring efficiencies, uh, you know, uh, making sure uh, training efficiencies, onboarding uh, new staff members. Uh, but because of life, you know, you have people who are leaving and coming on all the time, especially as you grow. Um, so that's, that's something, you know, we, we have to, you know, manage. Um, I'm fortunate enough because we, we've grown to the scale. We've got an office administrator um, who helps me some with, uh, with our staff as well as our customers. Uh, we take about 20 to 30 texts and calls a day. We've really gone from, from answering the phone, kind of changed that system a few months ago um, to, to when people call, we are, uh, we are, we are texting them and we're just able to uh, take the tone out of the conversation uh, and, and really just solve their problem extremely fast. Um, now that uh, we have freedom, uh, our payment solution uh, in most of our stores, we're able to help that customer from our, from our cell phone or, or from uh, my office administrator. She's, she's watching that all the time. So she can text with them if a refunds need to be given. Uh, she can do that right through text message without ever having to pick up the phone or, or deal with tone um, and kind of takes the emotions out of the conversation. And we've just got really good feedback um, from our customers. Um, so, so that's, those little things are things I'm working on. We're always got a new project. I play contractor on all our new installs. Uh, so I do the contracting. I do the, uh, I do the, um, negotiations and then as soon as we kind of strike a deal i turn it over to uh, my brother lee uh who kind of takes it from there um i i find uh most of of the new acquisitions that we get uh typically uh they're not listed uh for sale um so so that uh sometimes and then sometimes um they they are listed uh but i was the first to contact the broker so he brings that to me sometimes first and and uh yeah, just try to work extremely hard, get to know as many people as, as I can, and then make sure we're keeping store standards up. So I've got a, um, just brought on a new guy who is uh, doing annual services for me. Um, so, so we're doing about three annual services a month, and that has a checklist that we've created that kind of goes through maintenance um, so that as we grow larger in number of units, we're, we're also growing in the quality of the care we're taking care of our staff and the equipment um, from so that has an exterior checklist from the parking lot all the way to the lighting and and on through um, those listening it's not perfect um, you're never going to be perfect <laughs> you could ride around in my store and say that guy was on the podcast saying he had a check well that checklist is always but we're trying to to uh, what an annual service looks like is three days with uh with two men uh on the equipment side and going through and, and checking off a list from the exterior all the way in. They're taking, making sure the belts are good. All the backs are on every screw in the washers in the washer. Um, uh, and I, I'm just assuming here, but I say that that should, even if it only extends the life of the equipment two or three more years, uh, that's well worth it. 
Um, so, so kind of putting those things in place, Jordan, to make sure uh, we're, we're staying on top of it. And then I'm out there with them doing these annual services as much as possible, um, which is typically one or two days a week. I'm, um, I love the physical side. Um, so I always, anybody who works with us works with us, not for us. Um, so, so they're working, working with us. And that's what I tell them. And, and, uh, they and not only tell them, you can tell someone anything, but when you show them that you're willing to take out the garbage or, or clean the toilet, uh, then they, they really start to realize. And that's just the culture we're trying to create, um, um, here. So yeah, that, I, I know that was a bucket full, but that's kind of what my week looks like. Uh, typically Monday through Friday. And then I'm on my phone all the time. Um, my wife has to, has to tell me to turn <laughs> it off sometimes because we'll get a text come through at midnight and I'll, I'll take care of it. We, uh, I'm constantly watching the surveillance cameras, uh, watching the sales through, through my, uh, freedom app. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Um, but I've really, uh, really gotten, I guess, a high risk tolerance. Um, I think something those of you looking to get in the, into this industry uh, need to need to make sure you have, uh, which is a uh, high risk tolerance. By that, I mean, when someone calls and says water's leaking, you, you've got to be able to take that. When someone calls and says there's five people fighting in your laundromat, <laughs> you've got to be able to take that without that, like truly devouring you or somebody tried to break in the Coke machine or, uh, you know, there was an accident in the parking lot or somebody sleep in the bathroom. I think um, some, I'm at, I've become immune to it. I mean, my wife says I've become immune to like so many things that she's like, why aren't you freaking <laughs> Uh, and other owners too, I talked to, it's just, you have to become immune because, uh, we're at that. We've always got a glass door breaking somewhere. We've always got, you know, uh, incidents and, and I'm trying to put up ballards to make sure we don't have anybody driving into the building. So I don't, so I'm just trying to put in all those preventative, uh, things, uh, filters, if you will, to keep things from happening that I know, uh, are, are high, high possibility of happening. Um, so yeah, if you're listening, um, make sure getting into this industry that you do, uh, love people, um, and that, uh, you have a, a risk tolerance that, that is not going to uh, keep you up at night, um, you know, worried about your business or, or, or any, anything like that. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you say that because I, you know, so, so many, I've experienced every single one of those things that you mentioned, you know, but from somebody sleeping in, in the laundromat to fights, everything, all of that stuff. And I think that's kind of, you know, when people think about the laundromat industry, you know, nobody really thinks it's a glamorous industry, but they think, you know, I'm going to show up once a week, collect some coins, you know, maybe shake a few hands. Well, not now. We don't, we don't shake hands right now. That's just, <laughs> uh, but maybe, you know, say hi, give the little elbow bump or whatever. And, uh, you know, and that's it. And, and there is a lot, I mean, just the nature of the industry, the nature of the population, uh, tends to, you know, and just the nature of people, you know, it just stuff happens sometimes. And so I think that's great, great wisdom, uh, that you're sharing there because, you know, people need to know that kind of getting into it. Cause it can, it can devour you. I remember early on, you know, something would happen and I would freak out. And now it's like, somebody can call me and like, 
my laundromat's burning down and I'm like, yeah, I'll be there in like 20 minutes or, you know, whatever. Like, it's just, you know, you got to just take it in stride, you know? So I think that's great. Yeah. So I don't want to put any pressure on you, but Brandon, who was on show number seven says that his goal is to get to 50. So I'm curious, do you have, you know, do you have any goal? Do you have like a number goal or do you have a direction that you're wanting to go? Uh, you know, from here, I mean, you have, 34, almost 37 laundromats. What's the future hold for you guys? Yeah, just uh, being better tomorrow and today than I was yesterday. Um, continuing to improve. Uh, continuing to, uh, you know, uh, serve the markets that we're currently already in, the geographies that we're already in. If a store's needed there or if a store's for sale there and it uh, meets our criteria, uh, you know, we, we want to. Uh, to serve we want to, we want to buy that store yeah. um that's like with the three that we have under contract they're in our market so it makes sense um you know uh so that that's it i, I really don't have a number um that that uh, I, i'm i'm pretty confident we'll, we'll most likely get to 50 um but uh also you know just just wanting to improve in every system that we have um, operationally uh, to where we can scale to 50 or 100. I've got, you know, uh, friends that that have 100, but, uh, you know, I don't know if that's not really my aspiration right now. Uh, It's continuing to improve, and I make checklists every day. I could show you on my huge whiteboard that I have, and I also erase them as fast as possible when they're complete. So I try to stay short-sighted. and, and, uh, you know, whatever the opportunity is right in front of me, handle that one. Cause a year from now, you know, who knows what'll be out there. But, uh, but I try to I make a list yesterday. We needed to hire five new people. I've got three of those training today and the other two are training tomorrow. Um, so it's, it's just, just things like that. I, I, I try to stay short sighted. Um, and by doing so checking stuff off every day, you look back and, um, we always talk about where's there, you know, like you're saying, where's there for us. Uh And uh, really there's not a whole lot of clarity, um, but we enjoy it. Uh, If I stop enjoying it, uh, then, then, then I'll stop. But I love it, man. Uh, It's been a blessing to me. Um, Just the industry and the opportunity uh, that I've been given. So I want to grow it. I want to, uh, I want to bring uh, more staff along because every time we grow, I know that we're going to be providing for another family. You know, I'm going to be able to staff more people. And uh, I know that we're going to uh, now we've got the capability to reinvest completely. When we take over a store, uh, you know, 10 years ago, we were going to use what we could. And I'd be fixing, uh, you know, whatever equipment was there. And we maybe add a piece or two or 10. Uh, now we're just able to uh, completely remove all the existing equipment and, and add all brand new equipment. So so I'm just thankful for to be at that point. Um, I think a lot of times we all, you know, uh, you know, are, are looking to where there is sometimes, you know, just, just stop and, and smell the roses as the old saying goes. Um, but, but yeah, I, I just want to continue to build and, and have systems to, uh, to, uh, so I can be with my family more and, and be the best dad that I can be to my kids and, and husband to my wife. Um, cause you know, and that's the great thing about this business. Um, you know, if, if I do need to take off, I can manage a lot of things from my phone. 
Uh, I'm not sure how entrepreneurs did it years ago before cell phones, but I'm <laughs> really thankful for those because I'll have contractors going places and, and all sorts of things. And, and I can do that uh, from my phone uh, sometimes. So that makes it nice. I don't know if that answers your question. Um, yeah. I will tell you, I want, I'd like to get um, kind of a hundred payment systems out there pretty quick. And then over the next couple of years, uh, we can dive into the payment system a little later, but uh, yeah, but that's uh, all of my stores converted. That should be done by the end of the year. Uh, so yeah, yeah. that And that just continues to go on operations, efficiencies, uh, customer experience uh, when it's consistent all across the board. We try to not have ABCD stores. We try to try to keep them all at, at a, the best we can. Amazing. Well, I think, I think you're uh, I mean, it's, it's, incredibly clear, you know, just from this conversation so far that, you know, you're focusing on customer experience and you're focused on, you know, your employees, you know, having good experience and being taken care of and being part of the family and, and operational efficiencies. And I have a, a feeling that those three main focuses are a big part of your success and your, your ability to scale and the focus on the, those small day to day, that checklist and checking things off of it. You know, like you said, you look back and it doesn't feel like a whole lot, but when you look back and you do a little bit every single day, you know, it adds up to a whole lot. And especially when you start dragging that out to five years, 10 years, and you look back and all of a sudden you have 37 laundromats. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we have a little section uh, in the podcast we like to call "Down to Business." Uh, let's get down to business. Over and out. Okay. And down to business is we just we just want to hear a little bit of details about your your business. So tell us you're in. Uh, tell us where you're at and where your stores are located, kind of in proximity to each other, and. Um, and to you and your family, where you guys are operating from, what's your like radius? And yeah, tell us a little bit about the location. Awesome. So uh, my grandfather started in 1967. I think I told you he ended up with the uh, with the laundromat and dry cleaners in 1967. He was uh, working in a sawmill and he did. He was the, he owned the property and the dry cleaners and laundromat. Uh, tenant went out of business. So he took that over my, my, uh, and, and the first thing he did, I think it's relevant now, um, in remodeling, we always try to renovate and improve the stores. The first thing uh, my grandfather did on day one is he removed a partition, uh, in that laundromat in rural Eastern North Carolina that separated, uh, the front of the laundry for whites and the back of the laundry for blacks. Uh, so that was just one of the, one of the kind of a, a an awesome uh, thing, you know, the right thing uh, to do. And, uh, and, and so, so since then we've been trying to improve and get better at serving, serving everyone. Um, so that was in that. 1967 yeah. and uh, my father uh, dropped out of college and uh, his dad, uh, Jimmy was my grandfather's uh, nickname he uh he's still alive by the way we just celebrated his 95th birthday uh so, right. so just, happy birthday uh, grandpa yeah i've got about a 12 minute interview with him on video where he just it's just incredible to hear a little bit about his life story he fought in world war 2 and was on the uh 
fought in the Battle of the Bulge, went to the beach in Normandy, um, and is just grateful uh, to be here. Uh, he's told me some incredible stories, um, and uh, and came came back. He he farmed and and is is now still ninety five years old, still doing well. Um, but so we started in rural Eastern North Carolina, and then about ten years ago, my father had uh, I think it was twelve laundry mats. He had done a good job in the rural uh, markets where the population wasn't so high of, of kind of, uh, you know, being the only shop in town. He bought out existing uh, laundries and, uh, and, and was able to, to just kind of make his brand in those small towns. Uh, like I said before, some of the rural markets couldn't handle two stores even. Uh, so he wanted to, uh, to make sure that the stores there serving those markets were, were the wash house. And uh, so he did that very successfully. And we still have, I think, about all of those stores. And uh, he brought me, uh, my brother on, brother-in-law's on. And, uh, and we started taking that model from rural eastern North Carolina to, to the uh, more central North Carolina, Triangle, Raleigh, Durham area where the population, instead of 5,000 people, you've got, you know, you know, 300,000 in a city. Um, and, and that same model uh, works extremely well. We found it worked extremely well. The only variable was the uh, real estate cost. So your lease cost, the utilities were the same. The uh, cost of equipment was the same. Um, you know, so if that machine enrolled Eastern North Carolina was doing three turns. Maybe it could do five uh, in in a in a larger city, and you could have more machines uh, in in per store. Uh, so we did that. We found the store in Raleigh, uh, a package of three, and and grew it into Raleigh. And uh, now we're based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, we've got stores all the way down to Lumberton at at kind of the south border of the state, right at south of the border that borders uh, South Carolina and then down at the coast, uh, the Outer Banks. Some people listening maybe have uh, visited the Outer Banks. Uh, we've got a store down there. Um, and then then all the way uh, down to uh, to Raleigh-Durham, Fayetteville, uh, kind of Wake Forest, North Carolina. Um, but but that's a little bit about, about our geography we cover and a little bit about the history of the company. Um, as far as our business, we are self-service laundromats. Um, so we do not do any wash dry fold. We get that text a couple times a day, uh, asking, do we do that service? And, uh, we do not do that service. And I think that's, uh, one of the things, uh, that we, a decision we had to make a few years back. Um, and I think it was the right decision and we just try to be really good at what we're good at. Um, and, and, and it's, it's allowed us to scale and, and, uh, so that's kind of that. Yeah. That answer. Keep asking if I didn't. Yeah, um, no, that. Yeah, so you pretty much all I'm hearing is you pretty much own North Carolina. Is that? That's pretty not, much what I'm hearing. Not at all. <laughs> and, and really, uh, you know, uh, we don't we don't own but about fifty percent of our our the properties on our stores. I know Brandon uh, talked a few weeks ago about, uh, you know a rent that was, I think he used $8,000. He thought that was high. You probably don't think that's high in California. <laughs> that's pretty high, but at the same time, rent is just a relative expense. Yep. Um, you know, so uh, that's how we've grown. 
through uh, through acquisitions and uh, and leases. Um, and when I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but that's what you're buying when you look at a laundromat. So the lease is extremely important. I may have skipped over that, but uh, if you're listening, looking to get into it, uh, that's what you're buying. That equipment's probably not worth much, but that make sure that lease has uh, has life on it. We typically look for uh, uh, at least uh, five years with uh, two or three options uh, for extension of, of the same. Um, so, and so that's a little bit about about how we do business. Um, self service, partially attended, uh, upfront parking. You know, a lot of the things. Uh, uh, friendly customers, uh, customer service, friendly customer service, and we're attended. Uh, typically, uh, it depends. The amount of time attended depends on the revenue of the store. So we try to keep uh, labor cost about. 12 to 15% of revenue. So um, that that's typically what we do. Some stores were attended 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, with two shifts, and some stores were just 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then uh, locations where we have uh, multiple stores in a small geography, we have uh, we have night night managers who go around and kind of kind of check on all the stores. Yeah. Well, you just pretty much ran through most of my questions that I had for the down to business, but there's a couple of that I wanted to get to. And one, I think, okay, so you've, you've alluded to your payment system and I think this is a good, uh, a good opportunity to kind of talk about it. Cause I want, one of the questions I ask is, you know, are you a coin store, a card store, a both a hybrid store? Um, and, and another question I asked that's related, I know, um, is, you know, approximately, you know, turns per day and how you're measuring that and, and how they're performing. And, uh, so yeah, tell us a little bit about your payment system and yeah. Absolutely. So, um, one of the things that we saw when we were, we were scaling, we weren't going to be able to scale on coin to 30 plus stores. And, uh, you know, as I'm working on operational efficiencies, you know, started to look for something, um, that would help us. So we tried, uh, we converted a store. We try to. Sorry, I went out there. But we okay. tried to, um, like tried a hybrid system. Didn't really like it too well. Tried uh, tried a uh, system that's on the market where you eliminate coins and go all card, and the concept kind of worked. Um, so to our surprise, we were able to uh, grow revenue by eliminating coins and we were able to decrease our operational cost and the amount of t- trips to that location. Um, and so we did a few stores like that and started to look at scaling that across, uh, across our, our business model and across all our stores. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the good Lord lined up the right people, um, for us to come to work with us and, and, uh, and we were able to embark on an endeavor to create our own, own system, uh, for our stores, the systems on the market at the time, you know, of several years back were, were expensive, obviously. Um, and, and they were a bit dated, um, you know, um, they were built on some of the, some of the earlier technology, nothing against that. I mean, I mean, it it uh, proved to to work, and the elimination of coin is something uh, 
we we saw that that worked. So um, we set out to to kind of use our uh, our experience to create a system uh, for laundromat owners um, and for ourselves. Ultimately, it was really uh, solving the problem for ourselves. Yeah. We didn't know if we'd really be able to pull it off, um, to be honest. And uh, with uh, we've got a team of about five engineers and uh, and a. Um, we manufacture our system right here in our office, just, just right over there, <laughs> right in the same office. Uh, we've got a warehouse and, uh, and we're, we're, we're pumping out, installing, uh, two to three systems a month right now. We're putting them in our stores and, and a couple other customer stores. We were just, uh, down in Georgia, uh, last week doing the second system for, for, uh, peanuts laundry, good operators down there, uh, Stephen Dawkins, Casey Norman, um, good good operators have about seven branded stores down there, building two more right now. Um, so after just three weeks of experience in their first system, they they called to to get another system. Um, so so what it is, it's it's a um, RFID based uh, card system. Um, so you buy a card, uh, load it uh, with funds using credit, uh, Apple Pay. Cash, Android Pay, any of the any of those, uh, you load it and then you simply tap to pay on the machine. Um, and uh, we have every customer register, so we have 100% registration. That's all done seamlessly at the uh, terminal when each customer comes in. If a customer loses a card, they can put their information back in. We'll send them a code so they never lose the funds on their card and they can get a new card. Um, our customers really like it. Um, no one likes change at first. Uh, so, so, um, so it takes a, takes a minute for customers to adapt, but once they see the benefits of it, uh, we run promotions through it. We do double your money or big bill bonus, things like that. We can do 20% bonuses, whatever. Um, and once they see that they really like it. And then once they start a $9 washer, uh, you know, instead of dropping <laughs> just 40, a tap. 45, 45 quarters in it they give a tap and and on our on our readers on the machines it gives the customer back right then on the five inch display it tells them their new balance so they don't have to go back to the terminal to check their balance they can but it gives it right there um, so it's working really well on the ownership side just being able to uh, to see all your sales we've got the information that matters uh, none of the information that doesn't we know what we wanted so we've got turns per day. We've got uh, we've got sales, of course. We've got uh, hours of employees. Everybody clocks in with it, um, and uh, and and we've got spend per customer, uh, which is awesome. We've got everybody's cell phone number, um, so we're able to send out send out messages, anything we want to get to our tribe, uh, our customer base, and uh, yes, it's, it's working extremely well. Uh, all that information's on on my owner's app, so kind of get addicted to seeing sales and seeing how a store is <laughs> doing. Uh, but it helps me know to tell my wife whether she needs to cook top ramen or we can go eat steak <laughs> that night. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, so so you're able to see see turns per day, which uh, typically we we conservatively want to project a minimum of four turns per day. Um, but we've got stores that that do up to, you know, almost twice that. Um, so, um, wow, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, 
Yep. So uh, that's just a little bit. And feel free. I mean, anybody listening who wants to wants to contact me, I think you're gonna uh, label all our links. Um, love to love to gift you a, a no no hassle uh, quote on it. Um, you know, whatever uh, whatever questions you may have. I know there's a lot of of different options out there for laundry owners, but I'll tell you, we we built this uh, to create freedom for laundry owners and. Uh, and to improve the customer experience of the customer, retain customers. Um, and uh, so, so, yeah, yeah, I, I'd love to talk to you. So I think you're going to link, link everything, but freedomfromcoins.com. You can go to freedomfromcoins.com and, uh, and, and find us there. Yeah, well, I, I mean, listen, I think, I think this podcast episode has been a great kind of commercial because just knowing you, I mean, this is the first time we're talking and just knowing from this conversation, you're almost, I'm going to, I'm going to say this and it's not, it might sound like an insult, but this is a compliment. Almost like your, your obsessive focus on, you know, on these systems that you're putting in place on operational efficiency, on customer care, you know, that have, and even, you know, employee care, those, that's what have led to your success. And, you know, when I'm looking for a payment system or anything for my laundromat, I want, I want it from someone who designed a system for themselves, who is offering it to other people, because I know that, you know, you're, you have this obsession with these, these qualities that I want in my business. So, <laughs> well, thanks, man. Absolutely. We're, we're, uh, we're putting them in ourselves. So, so we wouldn't, we wouldn't want anyone to do anything we're not doing. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it can really add value, um, and allow people to scale, um, which, which, uh, from one to two or from two to 10, you know, whatever that looks like, uh, for, for you who listen. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I love that. So freedomfromcoins.com, I'll definitely link it down in the description and in the, uh, in the show notes. So if you're interested, I mean, obviously you're super easy to talk to. So, and you don't, you don't give me the vibe that if I call you, you're going to hassle me. So I, I love that. And, you know, give them a call for that. Okay. So the next section of the podcast, we like to call the secret sauce. Listen up. It's the secret sauce. And the secret sauce is this. What's one thing that's working well with your business right now that other owners can implement or utilize in their businesses to help them succeed, help them improve their business? You know, what's something that's working well for you guys? Oh, man. Uh, definitely the payment system, uh, helping retain customers. And uh, probably staff is probably our biggest asset um, or competitive advantage. Of course, the Floors are clean. Um, being branded helps. I will tell you um, that if you have multiple stores or if you just have one, having a brand does help. I know uh, that's not been a strength of our industry, um, as as you know, Jordan. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, but but having a brand and uh, and and following up with customers, like I said, we're texting. Uh, we're taking about thirty calls a day, and. Uh, and making sure that anything that's not right, getting it right with your customer. Um, you'll never be able to know uh, monetarily what kind of return on that time for taking care of that customer gets you. Um, but, but I just think, you know, doing the right thing by the customer, if the machine didn't get enough water in it, um, you know, 
pay for that customer. You know, a lot of times if we'll, we get uh, a customer who lost $5, we'll, we'll give them $10. Um, and especially now that we can just load it uh, virtually uh, from our, from our owner's app on, on our freedom owner's app, uh, then, then uh, it just allows, allows us them to be, be impressed. Um, you know, and what you gave them wasn't really five additional dollars. It's just the utilities on that. And you're retaining a customer. Um, you know, one of the, I guess what I'd say is don't pinch pennies and lose dollars. Um, kindness is king. Um, and uh, as owners, uh, you, you've got to set the pace. You know, you're going to, you are, you are the one who your staff, if you want a great store manager, they've got to see you, uh, you be great too. You take your business seriously and they'll take it seriously. Um, but I'd, I'd have to say our, our store managers, the people in there, they're the face, they're the ones welcoming people. Um, they're building the relationships. My number one rule in our handbook for store managers is this meet two people by name every day. So meet that. two customers by name every day. And by doing that, once you've with me for a year, you've met, you know, what, close to a thousand people should have. And now you're knowing people by name and they're not going to Luke's laundromat or even the wash house. They're going to see uh, Patricia or that store manager, Julie, uh, you know, Tony, whoever that might be. I'm just thinking of people on our staff. Um, but by building that relationship, you know, they're meeting them at the car. They're helping them. They know them. We, about 80% of our customer base, and we're being able to tell that even more now, um, you know, are recurring every week or every two weeks. So we're seeing the same people over and over. And that's our bread and butter in this industry. Uh, yep. So make them sure that, uh, and a lot of times they'll think that the store manager owns the store. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, so, so find and retain good people, train them well. Don't assume that they know anything about customer service or, or, or whatever. Um, you know, so those are, those are uh, just some tips that I would give invest into your staff because they're the ones there. Um, if you're running an unattended model, um, you know, that's a little bit different. Um, but if you're partially attended or fully attended, uh, your staff member is either, bringing customers in or they're doing the opposite. They're running customers away. If you've mm -hmm. got a, a staff member with the wrong attitude and the wrong disposition, those are the things I really look for when hiring because I can teach anybody to do the task, but they've got to have a good disposition and a good uh, attitude. Um, so that that's kind of my secret sauce, if you will. Yeah, that's money. I mean, that's that. That's just, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, I don't, yeah. don't want to gloss over this. Tell me real quick, tell me one maybe feature or way that you're using your payment system that you would also consider secret sauce. You know, if, if I was to buy your payment system, put it in my stores, what's the one thing that I could do with your payment system that would really improve my business? Um, I can refund people, customers from the beach. I've literally told me uh, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm going to the beach yeah, and I'm sold. <laughs> so you've, you've never got to, uh, to, you know, mail out a refund or try to go, you know, leave your house to go meet a customer, um, to give them that refund anymore. Um, so that's just, that's one thing, uh, that, that I, I think has really helped, helped me is I can just go to my owner's app, bam, 
um, and and give them a refund right there on the spot. And they're always impressed. And typically, I'll double whatever they were asking for. And they're they're so grateful. And you've got a customer for life that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, Secret Sauce is uh, focused towards people who own laundromats, obviously. Um, we have another section called Pro Tips. Pro Tips. And pro tips is this, what's one piece of advice you'd give a new uh, investor, business owner, somebody who wants to buy their first laundromat? What's something that they should know? Oh, what they should know is that it's going to be more expensive than they think. <laughs> uh, I know there's a lot of stuff out there, um, you know, free laundry. You can definitely, if you beat doors down like I do, um, we do do that. We've acquired stores with with absolutely nothing down. However, uh, we do have to sign up for the lease and we do have to invest in new equipment. Uh, and the new equipment uh, is going to cost you. And you, if you're not an existing owner with uh, much uh, experience, uh, then you're going to have to pay for that equipment uh, and at least have, you know, I don't know, but I'm assuming at least have 30% down. Um, so, so just know that that's what it takes. But if you're willing to take that risk, um, and if you run the demographics right and you vet it properly, the risk is very small um, if you do it right. Now, if you invest in equipment and then never go back to your store, that's a different story. Yep. Um, but, but really, it, it's going to take an investment. And um, if you're looking to, uh, to invest in a store and, and be absentee owner, um, you'll need to find a, a good store manager um to to run that store and that that's very hard to do absentee but it can be done um and uh and yeah yeah and and if you if you are going absentee i'd highly recommend uh recommend our you know payment system um just because of the uh of the verifications um that a payment system creates for an absentee owner um so so yeah yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's just know, know that you're going to have to invest. There's no distributor or uh, Jordan or me that you can call that can avoid that. But, but we can give you sound advice and, and, uh, in our experience. Uh, so, so yeah. And, and also I guess know your competition. Um, so, and, and, and when I say that there's so many markets out there that are underserved, uh, find one of those markets. Um, I think there's plenty of those, but don't go where, where somebody's serving the market really well right there. Um, you know, at least, you know, don't go right next to them. Uh, you know, I see a lot of that throughout the country or I hear a lot of that. I'm sure a lot of people have experience with that. And that, that's part of the business. But as owners, we can definitely collaborate on podcasts like this and say, hey, guys, we all want everyone to succeed who's doing uh, who's, who's investing time and energy. Um, so, so let's, let's, uh, there's, let's search for, for unserved markets. Um, uh, yeah, I love that. I think that's gold. And I think your, I think your pro tip for, for newbies is, is money too. I, cause I think, you know, I, I do a lot of coaching calls and a lot of people, you know, have watched the YouTube videos and, and read the courses and, you know, and, and all that. And like you say, it's, it's doable to get free laundromats. Um, but you, you just can't get away from 
investing in them. You know, the laundromats that you're getting for free are not pristine, high-performing laundromats, and it takes investment to get them there. So I think that's great. Uh, do you have um, do you have a resource or one or two resources that you would recommend for um, for people to? you know, just help them grow their business or grow personally. Uh, you know, it could be a book or any other kind of resource that you might have. Yeah, absolutely. I have, first of all, I have one quote that I have on my office behind me typically, and it's my favorite quote. And it says the biggest gap in the world is between knowing and doing. So a lot of people on this podcast, um, we've, we've given you a lot of information. Um, you know, but the biggest gap in the world is between knowing and doing. Um, a lot of times we, we look to our phones for more information, um, or to a podcast for more information. Um, but really it's just that gap. So try to squeeze that gap between knowing and doing, whether you're a first time owner or somebody who's got a couple stores, if you've got a problem, you know, you need to address, go ahead and address it. Um, you know, that's, that's another another thing is don't let things linger. Don't let problems linger. Don't let um, you know cancers uh, staff who who are who are taking your company in the wrong direction. Don't let that linger. It stinks, um, but but don't let that linger. Um, you've you've got to go to take care of it quickly. But yeah, that's my favorite quote. The biggest gap in the world is between knowing and doing. Uh, I don't read enough um, just because. Because I just I, I I don't know if I don't have time, but I love the book Think and Grow Rich. Um, that's one of my favorites, um, and uh, and there's so many people I follow through so, social media who are very motivational. Um, you know, so so yeah yeah I would say Think and Grow Rich. Um, and if you're looking into it, join the Coin Laundry Association. Uh, you know. Uh, Download the Laundromat Resource Podcast, uh, get involved, uh, get American Coin Op Magazine, CL, um, Planet Laundry, all those good resources. They're all great, you know, um, and, and the more information you can get, it's great. But at the end of the day, squeeze that gap between knowing and doing and uh, just get out there, like, especially if you're a new owner. Yep. If you're a new owner, um, Sorry, my phone was dying a little bit. It's got ten percent left. Um, but if you're new, new owner, um, I lost my train of thought there. But uh, um, uh, you're just talking about squeezing that gap between knowing and doing. I, I mean, I love that. I think that that gap is, you know, is is huge. And and I, by nature, I am a a learner, an absorber, a researcher. I just I could do that all day long, and I have come to realize that man, it you know, knowledge is not power. I was lied to. Knowledge is not power. It's putting knowledge into into action. That's really the power. And you know, so now I try to encourage people. Hey, you know. I'd encourage you to just do before you feel like you know enough to do even like get the base amount of knowledge that you need and then kind of surround yourself with people who already know and then get doing. Yeah. I mean, it was just a few months ago when you uh, messaged me through Instagram saying you were thinking about starting this podcast and, and I think you being here today, you did it, you know, and and people are listening, you know, it's not been perfect for you. It's, no. And it's not, I'm sure, but, yeah. but I think start, just start. Um, quick story. My dad, first business I had was a car wash and I told him I was going to start detailing. It was just self-service. Yeah. 
And two months after uh, telling him that, I saw him. I said, Dad, I think I'm going to start detailing. We'll hire some guys to detail on the weekend. He said, son, my goodness, start. And that's what I did. I started, and I think, you know, hats off to you for starting this podcast. The, the initial steps are the biggest. Um, and, uh, and yeah, hats off to you for, for doing that. So it's, it's been fun to watch. And you hopping in as a resource just for the whole industry. Uh, I can just see your humility, your, your skills, your, you're good at what you do. You're using your gifts and, uh, I commend you for that. And I'm, I'm thankful for you having me on today. Oh, I appreciate that. And I, I mean, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I just, first of all, you make me look good because, you know, having you on people are going to be like, that guy knows that guy. And I'm like, yeah, I know him. Uh, but man, I really appreciate you coming on you. This, I could talk to you all day long and literally you were just nonstop throwing out wisdom and value and gold, you know, for everybody. And I really just, I appreciate that because, you know, I think that, you know, if I, if I had someone like you, when I got into the industry, I had a rough start getting into the industry. I bought real bad. I was, you know, lied to getting into the industry by the broker that sold me the laundromat. And it was rough, you know, for a good year and a half, I lost a lot of money. And it was rough. And, you know, being able to hear from someone like you, someone who's kind of run the gauntlet and is out the other side and, you know, is way beyond where I could have even imagined ever getting, uh, you know, and just hearing you say these very simple but profound things would have probably changed the trajectory of, you know, my ownership early on in those early years. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I have one more question for you. And it's, how can listeners get in contact with you? I mean, you've shared a lot of wisdom and you also have this payment system and, you know, I'm assuming people are going to be interested in this because again, you know, if you're going to get a payment system, you got to get one by somebody who's obsessed with, you know, customer <laughs> service and, and having, you know, good, efficient systems and operations. Going Absolutely. So. so the best way to get up with me is probably through, uh, social media, uh, uh, if you if you're interested in the payment system, I'll take that back. You can call our office. Interactive Payment Systems is our company, and our office number is 800-800-215-0548. And again, that's 800-215-0548. That's Interactive Payment Systems. Uh, you'll get our office administrator. Um, she can set up a meeting uh, with me or Lee, and we can talk about. Um, about our system. Um, and then as far as, uh, me, uh, feel free to reach out to me through Instagram or Facebook, uh, at Luke F. Williford. And that's at Luke F. Williford. Um, and, and follow me. I'd love to have you. I, I put out consistent content on, uh, faith family and, uh, and the laundry business. Um, I'm consistently in the stores doing a lot of the things uh, we talk about all the time. Um, so, so yeah, reach out to me there. Um, you can go to freedomfromcoins.com to check out, uh, pricing as well as, uh, just about our system. We, we are, uh, our pricing is right there. So, uh, yeah. I open, love that by book. the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah. And look forward to working with anyone. Um, I, I do, I do do some coaching, um, but just, just really don't have the time. That's not my business right now. Um, yeah. but if you want to, uh, 
want to call, I may end up sending you to Jordan, um, <laughs> who does a lot of good coaching and he knows all this stuff. Um, but, but, but yeah, that, that would probably be good if you're, you're new to the industry. Um, it, it's definitely worth it before you, before you hop in. Um, but would love for you to follow me again. I put out a lot of contact content and, uh, you can follow our company, um, at, let's see, freedom from coins. And that's on Facebook at freedom from coins. And that's the payment system company. And then you can follow our laundromat company, the wash house laundromats. You can follow us at the wash house Inc. Put a lot of stuff out there. Do a Is that selfie. On Instagram or on Facebook? Uh, both Instagram and Facebook. We're, we're pretty big on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, I don't have a LinkedIn. I don't know. Marketing uh, girl one time told me I needed one. Anyway, I I like Instagram and Facebook and and uh, and, and my and my my cell phone of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'd love we'd love to hear from any of you guys. Um, you know, DM me. Um, you know, comment, engage. Let me know what you're doing. I want to follow your business too. That's how Jordan and I met. Uh, he started following me. I started following him. Um, so so follow me. I'll follow you back. Um, just we're, we're all encouraging one another and wanting the industry to grow. Uh, yeah. When the, when the, when the sea, when the tide goes up, all boats rise. So, so that's right. So I'll, 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 I'll improve. Well, Luke, man, this has been a privilege. I feel very honored to have you on. I appreciate it very much. Make sure you go and, and, hunt Luke down on, on Instagram or on Facebook, follow him, send him a quick message, tell him that you appreciate everything he shared. And, uh, man, I, I would love, love, love to hear from you again in the future and have you back on. And, you know, maybe, uh, after Brandon passes you with the number of laundromats he owns and, uh, we can get a little competition going and get a scoreboard running or something. So (laughs) we can do it. Uh, all right, man. I appreciate you have coming on and, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, Jordan. All right, man. That was, ah, that was incredible. I have already listened to this thing more than like more than two times. I've listened to it. I've gone back and listened to it uh, and taken notes because Luke knows his stuff and man, go back and listen to that again and again and take some good notes. And, and just like he said in his favorite quote, Don't just take in what he's saying, figure out ways to implement it in your businesses that you own. Or if you're trying to get into the laundromat industry, figure out ways to implement what he's saying in order to help you get in and succeed once you've gotten in, uh, man, that I loved that he shared, um, that, you know, the, the biggest gap is between knowing and doing, uh, because I get stuck so much in the knowing phase. And I have so, I can't tell you how many coaching calls I have every single week, laundromatresource.com slash coaching, but I have coaching calls every single week. So many of them where it's people who've just been in this information gathering phase for extended periods of time. And this might sound familiar to you, but so many people have said, man, I've been interested in laundromats for a few years now, and I haven't really done anything. I haven't bought one. And man, it's time to it's time to take some action. It's time to do close that gap between knowing and doing. I love that he shared that. I mean, there was just so much in there that I loved that he was saying. So make sure you go back through and take some notes and do implement 
put it into practice. You know, I can't emphasize that enough. Um, get out there and do it. All right. Again, show notes are at laundromatresource.com slash show 10. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys are the best. And I'm just, I'm, I feel very honored and privileged to be on this journey with you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week for episode number 11, show 11. We're going to hit, we're, I'm going to have to take a shoe off next week. It's crazy. It's crazy. Just to count that high. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.